abgenommen bedauert. Use Gem Blades. Use Gem Blades. Use Gem Blades. Gem Razors and Gem Blades present The Adventures of the Falcon. This is the Falcon. Oh, Nancy, I'm glad you called. What's on the program for tonight? <laughs> well, it sounds like an awfully dead evening, baby. But you can never tell. Tomorrow there may be morning. Once again, Gem Blades, the razor blades that help you avoid five o'clock shadow, bring you the adventures of the Falcon. The Falcon, as you know, is Michael Waring, freelance detective, who's always ready with a hand for oppressed men and an eye for repressed women. So join him tonight when the Falcon learns murder is a family affair. It's a rainy Tuesday evening in New York, and the city streets are deserted save for a dark red convertible which is parked at the curb. And at the wheel sits Brenda Sinclair, fondling her pet Pekingese, Wang Poo. No, 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 baby, don't be impatient. Daddy's going to meet us shortly. Then you and Mama are going to go far, far away where nasty mans can't find us. Hello, Brenda. Oh, Kenny, darling. Have you been waiting long? It seemed like years. That's just the way I felt in that hallway. Ray. Hello, Sinclair. Fancy meeting you here. I thought I warned you to stay away from my wife. Brenda doesn't care about you. She hasn't for years. Ray, I'm leaving you. Really? Kenny and I are going away on a little trip. Maybe Kenny is, Brenda, but not you. Ray, put away that gun. What's the idea, Sinclair? I warned you to stay away from my wife, Kenny, but you wouldn't listen. Ray! Maybe this is the only language you can understand. Ray, don't! Oh. judgment of this court that you be confined to state's penitentiary, and on the night of November 27th, you shall be electrocuted there, as provided for by state law. And may God have mercy on your soul. Sinclair? Some visitors for you. Hello, Mike. Nancy. Hello, Ray. Ray. Uh, have, have you heard anything yet? You better tell him, Mike. Ray, we... We just got back from seeing the governor. Bad news, huh? I'm sorry, Fennel. I wasn't very hopeful. No matter how you put it, I... I still killed a man in cold blood. Well... We Sinclairs never did have much luck with our women anyway. At least you'll be glad to know your brother Danny broke the jinx. Ah, good for him. Too bad I never got a chance to meet his wife. What, what do you think of her, Nancy? Gloria is all right. 
Oh, I'm glad to hear that. Danny deserves the best. He, he's a good kid. One in a million. He and Gloria are waiting at my apartment. Mike, I wonder if you'd do me a great favor. You don't have to ask, Greg. I'm a little worried about Danny. I'm afraid he may go off the deep end after this. You know, he always felt that Brenda was responsible for this mess. I understand. He's just a kid, Mike. He's got screwy ideas. Will you keep an eye on it? It's a promise. Mike, what, what time is it? Almost nine. <laughs> they say the last 60 minutes are the toughest. Got a cigarette? Oh, sure. Have one, Nancy? Yes, please. No, not three on a match. Mike, you're... You're going to stick around for the... I'd like you to. Very much. <laughs> oh, back already? Yes, it's all over, Gloria. I know, we heard the flash on the radio. Where's Danny? In the living room. How's he taking it? Not so good, Mike. If he'd only yell or, or cry, I could understand it. But he just sits there and looks at the wall. He won't even talk to me. Shh. Hello, Danny. Hello. How's the boy? Great. Danny, I... I can't tell you... Mike. Mike, maybe Danny would like some coffee. Oh, that's a swell idea, darling. Why don't you make some? No, don't bother, Nancy. Danny, for heaven's sake, stop it. I'm sorry, Gloria. Danny, you've got to stop tormenting yourself. We know what you're going through. No, I don't think you do, Nancy. Uh, Mike, did you make all the funeral arrangements? Uh, no, you see, kid, it... It was kind of taken out of my hands. Oh, what do you mean? Your sister-in-law, Brenda, claimed the body. Oh, good old Brenda. She doesn't miss a trick, does she? I hope there were plenty of sob sisters around to catch her act. Yes, she ought to get a headline out of it. And without any effort. All right, Danny, spill it. What have you got on your mind? Murder. Danny! That's right, Gloria. I got an appointment with, with Brenda tonight. But I'm afraid she doesn't know about it yet. Danny, you're not being funny. I didn't intend it to be. Why don't you get wise to yourself? What? It's time you grew up. Try to be a man for a change and not a, a sniveling brat. Oh. I'm glad to find out what you think of me, Gloria. Oh, Danny, don't you see she's only telling you that for your own good? Oh, don't argue with him, Nancy. It isn't worth the effort. He'll go along all his life feeling sorry for himself, wondering why everybody picks on him. I've seen kids of ten with more stuff than he's got. Anything else you'd care to add? No, I've said my piece, Danny. Anytime you want to go, it's perfectly all right with me. Thanks for your permission, dear. Mike, don't let him. Danny, where'd you get that gun? It's yours. I got it out of your desk drawer. Let me have it. I'm sorry, friend. No can do. Danny, I want you to give me that gun. Now, Mike, you've been swelling me, so please don't make me do something I'll be sorry for. I'll stay where you are. Are you going to give me that gun? <laughs> I'll come closer next time, Mike. Danny, listen to me. I have, Gloria, and I've taken it very much so hard. So I'm just a kid making big talk, am I? Well, watch me change to a man of action. Well, now, 
we have to worry about Danny and hope he'll realize that Brenda's not worth shooting. Well, there isn't anything I can do about that. But here's something I can do to help a lot of you who have five o'clock shadow. I can tell you that nine times out of ten men will stay face neat right around the clock by shaving the gem way. That is, with a gem razor and a genuine gem blade. I know it takes a definite effort on your part to change your shaving method, but I promise you that if you shave the gem way, your effort will be repaid every day of your life. Gem razors are again available at your dealers. Get one if you haven't one already, and begin immediately to enjoy gem's famous features, such as the clever face-fitting bevel, which compels you to use the master barber's long, gliding stroke. And, too, you'll like the way the super-keen gem blade gets the beard at skin level. So close, clean, and comfortable. So try the gem way, won't you? Avoid five o'clock shadow with a gem razor and gem blades. Now back to the adventures of the Falcon. It's a few minutes later, and in Mike's apartment, the Falcon and Gloria listen anxiously while Nancy makes a call. Well, Nancy? Oh, the operator couldn't give me the number, Mike. Now, how are you going to warn Brenda? I really don't see why you people are so concerned. Danny won't do anything. You're wrong, Gloria. Look, Mike, I'm married to him. I know how he reacts. Why, Danny could no more kill her than I could. Basically, he's just a sweet kid. Just a sweet kid bent on murder. Well, then... You think he meant what he said? Every word. Well, well, then why don't you do something? I'm trying to, Gloria. Now, let me think. Now, you do that, Mike, but I'm not going to sit around and wait any longer. I'm going after Dad. Gloria, come back here. Let her go, darling. It'll give her something to occupy her mind. But shouldn't we phone the police or, or something? I'd rather not. If it ever gets out that Danny's gunning for his sister-in-law, it'll make a Roman holiday for the newsboys. Well, what do you think Danny will be doing meanwhile? In case you've forgotten, darling, that boy is wired for sound. And suppose we attempt a little short-circuiting. Maybe we can still beat him to her apartment. Get your coat, baby. It's worth a try. Mm, nice dog. You did, Miss Brenda, didn't you, baby? Come on, let's see who it is, darling. Oh, it's you, De Silva. What do you want? How can I talk to you when all the time you got that lousy dog in your lap? Don't speak that way about Wang Pu. Excuse me, please. Brandy, in the last month you borrowed close to 12 grand from me. You'll get your money back. Sure. But when, Brenda? Any day, as soon as they settle Ray's estate. I got news for you, darling. What are you talking about? Papa didn't leave you a cent. He... How do you know? It's my business to know. He's a dirty double-crosser, and after I gave him the best years of my life. You know, for a smart dame, Brenda, you don't use your head so good. Twelve grand don't mean so much to the silver. Now you'd like me to call him off, huh? What's the catch, De Silva? You never gave away anything in your life. No catch? Just marry me. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> you could do worse. Why, you fat slob, I wouldn't have you for all the gold in your teeth. For a damn who's in hockey, you're awful fussy. Don't make me laugh. Now go on, get out. You want to watch your mouth, girlie. Nobody ever talks to the silver like that. Are you threatening me, you big ape? Come on in. 
Hello, Brenda. Oh, why, Sugar Plum, this is a surprise. It was awfully sweet of you to call. Isn't it sweet of me, too? Oh, Nancy, I didn't see you. Are we interrupting something? No, nothing important. Mr. De Silva was just leaving, weren't you, Fatso? I'll be a little joke. <laughs> Maybe when you think him over, they won't be so funny. <laughs> oh, there, 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 darling. Did nasty man frighten Mama's baby? Isn't she sweet, Michael? Hmm. She's pedigreed, you know. Takes after her mother, doesn't she? Yeah. What did you mean by that crack? You exactly little... what now you girl, think now I mean. Well, Nancy never liked me, Michael. You were the only one who ever understood me. Yes. Why, Sugar Plum. Oh, come now, Brenda. This is Sugar Plum, remember? He knew you when. Very funny. Well, what do you want? I don't suppose you came around to offer your condolences. No, but I came around to offer some advice. Your brother-in-law, Danny's gunning for you. Look, Mike, if that's all you've got to say, you can beat it. Little Brenda can look after herself. All right, darling, let's go. Okay. Oh, uh, Sugar Plum? Huh? Did Ray leave all his money to Danny? Why? Nothing. It just dawned on me that my brother-in-law isn't such a kid at that. He's got possibilities. The right woman could do a lot for him. Maybe the right woman could. But if I were you, I'd forget it, Brenda. Hmm. But then you're not me, dear. Because what I've forgotten, you'll never learn. Good night, you lovely people. <coughs> oh, oh, there, 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 sweetheart. Come to Mama. That's the sweet thing. Mama's little baby was so hungry, and I'm going... All right, all right, I'm coming. Danny, darling, I'm so glad you dropped in. Nothing could keep me away. Here, let me take your coat. Never mind. Now, Danny, don't be mean to Brenda. Now that poor Ray is gone, that just the two of us left. We've got to look out for one and... Danny... And he put away that gun. As soon as I finish. You're frightening Wang Pu. What about you? Danny, you've got to believe me. It wasn't my fault. Are you quite fool? You're crazy, Danny. You're crazy. You'll never get away with it. They'll fry you like they did Ray. I don't think so. Danny, please, please. <laughs> There's no reason to be, Nancy. When I think of Danny roaming the streets with a gun, I... Well, don't you worry about Brenda. That baby can take care of herself. And don't you know her? Yes, and don't I know... (coughs) And just how well did you know her before she met Ray, darling? Ah, saved by the bell. Come in. Mike. Mike, did you find Danny? No, didn't you? No, I, I looked everywhere. I even went up to Brenda's apartment. Well? There was no answer. Mike, I'm scared. But there's nothing to be scared about. Oh, excuse me. Hello, Falcon? Yes? This is Johnny Gleason down at headquarters. Oh, hi, Sergeant. How's tricks? Well, uh, outside of a couple of twinges in my back, I can't complain. Say, um, Falcon, you were a friend of Ray Sinclair, weren't you? That's right. Then it might interest you to learn that murder runs in the family. What are you babbling about? 
Danny just knocked off his sister-in-law. No. There must be some mistake. There's no mistake. He tried to kill himself afterwards, but he lost his nerve. Listen, Gleason. Hold everything. I'm coming right down. Take your time, Falcon. There's no hurry. The way it looks now, your friend's going to be with us for a long, long time. Check me if I'm wrong, Danny. After you pulled the rod, your sister-in-law tried to move away from you. That's right. Whereupon you made a couple of more speeches and then you let fly at her. What'd you do after that? I turned the gun on myself. Then you passed out? Yes, sir. Well, I think that takes care of everything. Now, if you'll just sign this... Oh, now what? Gleason, tell him to let me in. All right, George. Hello, Danny. Hello, Mike. How do you feel? Oh, all right, I guess. I want you to tell me exactly what happened. If you don't mind, Falcon, I was here first. Now, go ahead, kid. Sign it. Now, what's that? His confession. Hold it, Danny. Gleason, have you seen Charlie De Silva? You mean the loan shark? Yes. He had a fight with Brenda tonight. She was in hock to him. I heard all about it. We had him on the carpet an hour ago. How come you let him go without informing me? Look, Falcon, I was under the impression the new mayor's name was O'Dwyer. Well, can't you give me a little time to get all the angles? Why do you want to give the kid false hopes? We know who killed the dame. He admits it. He's right, Mike. Yeah, and this is the gun you used, ain't it? Yes, sir, I took it from Mike's apartment. Let's see that. Anything to waste time. Yes, that's mine. Only when he took it, it was fully loaded. Say, wait a minute, Danny. How many shots did you fire at Brenda? One. And one at yourself, is that right? Yes. And before you left my place, you took a pot shot at me. Oh, he did, did he? Now, that's not the point, Gleason. How many shots in all does that make? Uh, don't tell me. Uh, 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 three. All right, Einstein. Look at this chamber. There are four exploded shells in there. How do you explain that? It's easy. He shot the girl twice. Did you find two slugs in her? Well, no. Then what happened to the other bullet? It... Went wild? No, it didn't. I only shot her once, and then I turned the gun on myself. You're lying. Use your head, Gleason. He's admitted killing her. What motive would he have to lie about that missing bullet? It must be somewhere in her room. Did any of your boys find it? What was the point of looking? And you can't have any objections if I do. Falcon, will you stop trying to complicate matters? Come on, Sergeant. Be a sport. Give me an hour to look over Brenda's apartment. If I can't find the shell by that time... I'll advise Danny to sign the confession. There'll be no more horsing around? I give you my word. Okay, here's the key. of that hour have we got left? About 20 minutes. Well, we'll have to work a lot faster. Well, there's one sure thing. That slug isn't anywhere on this floor. No. Suppose we try to reconstruct what happened. How? I'll play Danny and you play Brenda. Oh, this ought to be fun. What do I do? Well, according to Danny's story, he was standing over by the sofa. Mm-hmm. Now, you back away from me as if you were afraid. You mean like, like this? Oh, that's perfect. 
I pull out the gun. Mike, put that thing away. It's all right, dear. I just want to make this as realistic as possible. Well, let's not overdo it. You don't have to point it at me. Don't haggle, Nancy. Get on with your act. Pretend you're Brenda. Now, what would you say? Um, <clears throat> um, now, you wouldn't shoot poor little me. Now, would you, sugar plum? I certainly will if you continue with that sugar plum routine. Where'd you pick that up? From Brenda. Oh. The question is, where did she pick it up? Now, darling, stick to your script. Where were we? Oh, yes. You just finished pleading for your life. And it's availed me nothing. Right. So now I shoot. Bang! Am I dead? Very. Just crumpled gracefully to the floor. Oh, that's the way. <sighs> How do I look as a corpse? Not so good. Oh, and I thought I gave a wonderful performance. No. No, something's missing. Did I leave out a sugar plum? Say, wait a minute. I think I've got it. Sure, you know what's wrong with this picture. You didn't have... Mike. I heard it. Maybe someone's coming in here. Just stay quiet. Hello, De Silva. Huh? I said hello. Now shut the door and come in. What are you doing here? Since when I gotta answer your questions? Might be smart if you did. See this? Oh, put that right away, Falcon. You're not frightening anybody. Except me. Nancy, phone Sergeant Gleason. Tell him I'm taking De Silva over to my apartment. Ask him to bring Danny there. But, Mike, isn't that highly irregular? Highly. But then, dear, this is a most unconventional murder. You know something, Falcon? I got a hunch you're going to be very sorry about this. And I got a hunch, De Silva, you may be right. Nancy, that must be Sergeant Gleason. Will you let him in? Mm-hmm. Hello, Sergeant. Hiya, Nancy. Oh, and you brought a friend along. How nice. Hiya, Nancy. Fine. Guess who's here? What? Gloria. <laughs> Gloria. Danny, oh, darling. Oh. Now, don't ogle Gleason. It's not polite. Oh, Sergeant, I believe you know Mr. De Silva. We've met. Uh. Nancy, will you lock the door, please? Certainly. Um... What will I do with the key? Put it where no one can get it. I know just the place. Hey, don't do that. Oh, I'm sorry, Sergeant. It slipped. Very comical. I know a good one, too. Suppose I tossed you all in the clink. Relax, Gleason. I'll tell you why Nancy did that. It better be good. It is. The killer of Brenda Sinclair is in this room. You don't have to tell me. I brought him here. Well, if you did, he's not getting out alive. What are you talking about? Why do you think I had Nancy lock that door? You expect to sweat a confession out of someone? More than that, Gleason. Give me half an hour and that someone will be sweating blood. Only this time it'll be his own. Well, all I can say is that the Falcon's going to find it slightly grim if he doesn't make good. You know, that's one thing that never worries me when I make statements about the gem way of shaving. Gem always makes good. And now the gem razors are once more available at all dealers. More men than ever before can shave the gem way and so avoid five o'clock shadow. You know, of course, that to get the best out of your gem razor, you must use gem blades. They fit precisely, shave perfectly. Their super keen, deep wedge edge gets the beard at the base, clean and close. No topping the beard. No little islands of stubble left on your chin. You get incredibly close, smooth shaves which naturally last much longer. 
That's why we can say that a gem shave will keep your face socially acceptable right around the clock. So try the gem way of shaving. Avoid five o'clock shadow with a gem razor and gem blades. Now back to the adventures of the Falcon. Twenty-five minutes have passed since Mike Waring made his promise to reveal the killer of Brenda Sinclair. And now in the Falcon's apartment. Well, how about it, folks? Anybody feel like confessing? How about you, DeSilva? They say it's good for the soul. You can go right Easy, to... easy now, fellas. Look, Falcon, a joke's a joke. But... But what? Uh, if you don't open that door... I'm sorry, Gleason. You saw Nancy lose the key. No one's leaving until the murderer confesses. But Danny killed her, didn't you, kid? Well, I'm not so sure now. Say, what goes on here? Well, I only fired three shots out of that gun. So you did. But the chamber shows that four were fired. Maybe you'd like to know what happened to that missing bullet. Did you find it in Brenda's apartment, Falcon? No. That's what put me on the right track. You didn't, so it did. Oh, why didn't I learn a trade? Try to visualize this scene, Sergeant. Because this is what must have happened after Danny shot Brenda. We know. She keeled over dead. That's just it. She wasn't dead then. That bullet didn't touch her. I know mine's crazy. No one ever saw Brenda unless she was carrying about that pet Pekingese of hers. Wang Poo. It was the only thing she was fond of. So what? Well, that's where your missing bullet went. It hit the dog. What? That's right. And Brenda fainted from sheer fright, as anyone might. But Danny didn't know that. He turned the gun on himself. Next, our murderer enters. He sees Brenda and Danny out cold. So he takes the gun out of Danny's hand and pumps a shot into Brenda. And he exits. But not before he removes the dying dog. Why? He had to. Otherwise, it would give the whole show away. Am I right, De Silva? How would I know that? That's right, you wouldn't. Come to think of it, you had no real motive to kill Brenda. You wanted either Brenda or the money you loaned her. But with her dead, you were out of luck on both counts. So if we want to find our killer, we'll have to look elsewhere for him. Mike, you said him. Then our murderer is a man. That was a figure of speech, dear. If it happens, our killer is a woman. Isn't she, Gloria? Huh? That's right. She killed Brenda. What? The whole thing's crazy. I killed her. No, you only thought you did, Danny. Isn't that right, Gloria? What am I supposed to do? Break down and confess? It might help if you want to get out of here. I'm in no hurry. I can stay all night. I hope your guest room is comfortable. I'm afraid you'll never live to use it. I see you've got a Band-Aid on your hand. Is that where Wang Poo nipped you when you picked him up? Oh, oh, oh. Will this go on much longer? Not much. I had some of the blood on Brenda's carpet analyzed. It was dog's blood. And the vet told me that the hound had rabies. And whoever handled it was bound to get hydrophobia. Do they have hydrophobia, Gloria? You're not frightening me. You must have gotten that bite around 10 o'clock. That means the incubation period is almost over. Maybe a half hour more. They tell me unless you get to a doctor fast, it starts off with a burning sensation. By the way, Gloria, how does that hand feel? Kind of itchy, hmm? Stop. Stop it, Mike. You're not funny. There's an awful temptation to scratch it, isn't there? Better watch out for that, darling. That spreads the infection all the faster. Cut it out. For heaven's sake, cut it out. Why, Gloria, where are you going? That door's locked, remember? Let me out of here. Let me out. I've got to get to a doctor, please. Please, let me out. Michael. Hmm? There wasn't any blood on Brenda's carpet. That's right. 
And that pooch didn't have rabies. Of course not. was a nice touch, though, wasn't it? Oh, lovely. It just goes to prove what a terrible thing a guilty conscience can be. Yes, but I still don't understand why Gloria killed Brenda. Oh, she didn't intend to originally. She thought Danny was going to do it for her. But when he fumbled the ball, she had to do the job herself. I, I don't follow you. Well, Gloria knew the cops would grab Danny for the murder. You mean she wanted to get rid of him? That was her fondest desire. When Ray went to the chair, Danny became a rich kid. If anything happened to him... His money would go to Gloria. Natch, could you ask for a better motive? Then when she bawled Danny out before he left... She was just trying to goad him on. Mm-hmm. But, Mike... Now, darling, I've told you everything. Oh, no. There's one thing you forgot. What? Brenda called you sugar plums. How do you explain that? Oh, Nancy, let's not go into that now. It's a long story. Oh, but that's the kind I like best. Come here, darling. Uh, now, Michael, stop it. You're not going to get out of it like that. I didn't intend to, dear. You wanted to hear the story of Brenda and Sugar Plum. Yes. Well, what you got just then was uh, the prologue. Murder is a grave situation. Murder is a grave situation. That's the title of next week's Adventure of the Falcon when Mike Waring learns that even those with double trouble can only die once. So be sure and listen next week at this same time to another gay, exciting Adventure of the Falcon. And in the meanwhile, avoid five o'clock shadow with a gem razor and gem blade. The Adventures of the Falcon are based on the famous character created by Drexel Drake. James Meehan was starred as the Falcon. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Yes, this is the Falcon speaking. Oh, Kathy. I'm glad you called. Now, you'll have to count me out tonight, Angel. I've got to see a man about a gambling debt. Mm-hmm. Some boy I know tried to make a seven the hard way and discovered murder was a natural. The case of the natural seven. It is late evening in New York. And at Frenchy Devlin's, a gambling house in the East 70s, a young man named Steve Richards is conducting an interesting experiment. Steve's trying to get a pair of ivory cubes to come up the right way. Come on, guys. Don't be good to pop. All I want is one little natural. Eight is the point. Eight. Get your bets down, gentlemen. Get your bets down. All right, let's make it the hard way. Two little fours will do it. Six and a three. A six and a three. The point is still eight. Place your bets. Eight from the cage. Come on, Dice. Now show them. Seven a loser. Pay the line. Well, I guess this isn't your night, Mr. Richards. Who's next? Next. Wait, wait a minute. What about one more roll? Have to wait your turn. That's okay with me, Nick. Let him shoot. Thanks, fella. I tell you what I'll do. I'll roll you one time for five thousand. What do you say? Sorry, Mr. Richards. There's a five hundred dollar limit at this table. But you got to give me a chance to get even. What you don't seem to understand is that I just work here. I don't make the rules. Well, where's the boss? Well, he was here just a. Oh, uh, Mr. Devlin. Mr. Devlin. What's the trouble, Nick? There's no trouble. This gentleman would like to see you. What kind of a place do you call us, anyway? I thought this was supposed to be a gambling house. Well? Well, where's your sport and blood? Nick tells me I can't bet more than $500. 
And that's not rich enough for your blood? No, I want to shoot 5,000. One roll? Yeah. Well, that raises a peculiar point, Mr. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't believe I caught your name. It's Richards, Steve Richards. All right, Mr. Richards, you're faded. I uh, give him the dice, Snake. Well, I, uh, I take it back, Frenchie. You're a sport. Thanks. Come on, dice. Be good to Papa just one time. Four is the point. All right, little Joe. Let's do it. Seven a loser. Satisfied now, Mr. Richards? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm satisfied. I think you need a drink. No, I'm all right. I'm... I insist. After all, you're my guest. But I tell you, I don't need Just a... follow me. Are you a native of New York? Yeah. I don't believe I ever saw you at the club before. Now, this was my first trip. I do hope it won't be your last. I'll write in here. Now for that drink. Oh, please don't bother. I, I never touch the stuff. I suppose you don't smoke either. No, no, I don't. Model young man. How wonderful. Oh, uh, do you have your own check or would you like a blank? Huh? In case you've forgotten, you just lost $5,000 to me. Naturally, I assumed we were playing for cash. Look, Frenchie, there's, uh, there's something I gotta tell you. You don't have the money. No. Well, that's very embarrassing. I don't know what possessed me. I thought if I won, they... But you didn't. Well, those are the fortunes of war. Still, you must appreciate my position. If I lost, you would have expected to collect. I'm not trying to excuse myself. Well, you needn't worry, Steve. I may call you Steve. I'll take your IOU, payable in ten days. My IOU? Yes. I've got an idea you make good. Well, I'm afraid I can't. I haven't got a prospect in the world. Still, I think you'll pay off. Want to bet? <laughs> I got a gun that says I'm right. Forty-six left. Thirty-two right. Twenty-four left. Who's there? I said, who's there? You better come out from behind that safe. All right, mister, get him up. What? You heard me? Get him up. Wait a minute. I'm not waiting for anything. Now raise him before I plug you. I know you from someplace. You're out of your mind. Still, I'd like a look at you without that mask. I bet you would. Now you're going to raise your hand. Steve Richards, isn't it? What? Sure, I thought I recognized your voice. Now, have you gone crazy, Steve? You're the one who's crazy. Who's this Richards guy anyway? A man who works for me. Well, I never heard of him. Then how'd you know the combination of the safe? You've been in this racket as long as I have, Morgan. How did you know my name was Morgan? Well, I can read, can't I? It's on a door. It won't wash, Steve. Now, look, if you're in trouble... Let's get back. I mean it. If you're in a jam, I'll help you. Now, but don't be a fool. You'll never get away with this. I'd like to see someone stop me. I know it's you, look, Steve. Look, I ain't gonna argue with you. You're just plain screwy. Well, there's one way to find oh, oh. Mr. Morgan. Mr. Morgan, I didn't mean it. I swear I didn't. You gotta believe me. You gotta... Who's there? Who's there? Can you come back later? 
I'm afraid not. All right. All right, just a second. Hello, Steve. Hello. You remember Nicky Zale? Sure he does. What do you guys want? It uh, probably slipped your mind, but I hold your IOU for 5000 By an odd coincidence, it's due today. Well, I can't make it good. I'm surprised to hear that, Steve. Especially after what I read in the papers this morning. I don't know what you're talking about. Don't you work for Alfred Morgan? Yeah. Well, it seems he played host to a masked burglar last night and got shot for his pain. Well, what's that got to do with me? Well, I was just putting two and two together. Now, if you were the thief... I wasn't. I'm merely assuming. But if you were, then of course you'd have my money. I wasn't a burglar. I think you were. Did Morgan say so? No. He claims he didn't recognize the man, but I've got a hunch he's lying. Why should he? To protect you. A form of noblesse oblige. Well, you're wrong. Why are your bags packed? Well, I, uh... I, I was just going away on a little vacation. At a time when Mr. Morgan needs you most? That's not nice, All Steve. right, all right, Frenchie. I'll tell you the truth. That'd be a welcome check. I was the burglar, but I didn't take a dime. After I shot Morgan, I beat it. Well, that wasn't very bright. As long as the damage was done... I tell you, I didn't take a penny. I think you're lying. I don't care what you think. Well, perhaps not. But Nick does. All right, Nick. Come on, punk. Where's the dog? <laughs> Where is it? Let me alone. I'll let you alone. I'm going to get that dough if I have to break every bone in your body. And frankly, fella, that's just the way I'd like it. All right, Steve. Take a slug of this. Go on, go on. It's good for what ails you. Who are you? Mike Waring. You're Mike Waring? I'm a private detective. You're not the one they call a fork? You want to bet? What are you doing here? Al Morgan sent me around. Morgan? Yes, you plugged him last night. No, I didn't. I cut it out, Steve. He recognized you. Well, I guess I might as well admit it. You might as well. I suppose you come to arrest me, huh? No, Morgan doesn't want that. He figures you wouldn't have tried to tap the safe unless you were in a jam. You mean... Mm-hmm. He's not going to prosecute. <laughs> Talk about turning the other cheek. I'll make it up to him. I swear, Mr. Waring, if it's the last thing I do... No, never mind the promises. What happened here? I was beaten up. That I can see for myself. Who did it? Frenchie Devlin. I'll kill him for this. Don't talk like a fool. What prompted Frenchie? Huh? He must have had a reason. I gave him an I.O.U. Oh, so that's why you tried your hand at safe-cracking, huh? must have been crazy. I won't argue the point. Well, what are you going to do? Well, Morgan's willing to forgive and forget. Let's see if I can prevail upon Frenchie Devlin to do likewise. Devlin? Do I know you? No, I don't think so. My name is Mike Waring. Well, how did you know I was Mrs. Devlin? I'm a detective. I beg your pardon? 
Well, I came up here to see Frenchie, and you opened the door, so I made a suitable deduction. Ooh, remarkable. No, no, elementary. May I come in? Please do. Where's your husband? Out. Let me take your coat. But you said Frenchie wasn't home. That's why I'd like to see you comfortable. Aren't you a friend of his? No, not particularly. As a matter of fact, I can't stand the guy. Uh, uh, careful, Mr. Ware. You must remember I'm his wife. Well, I don't imagine you work too hard at it. Oh, but I do. Can I get you a drink? No, thanks. Just tell Frenchie to lay off Steve Richards if he knows what's good for him. Pardon? You'll understand. Oh, you're not leaving. Oh, but I am. Why not leave your card? If Frenchie doesn't get back to you, maybe I will. <laughs> Only me, June. Oh. You sound disappointed. Maybe I am. You don't want to talk that way, darling. You give people wrong ideas. I give Papa a kiss. Will you stop pawing me? You're not that fussy with other people. Hmm? Why discriminate against me? What are you hinting at? You must think I'm blind. Well, I'm not lover. I know what's going on. You're crazy. Come here, baby. I want to show you something. Frenchie, I'm warning you. Stay away from me. Or uh, you'll do what? I mean it. Stay away from me. Frenchie! Oh. Frenchie! And now, back to the adventures of the Falcon. Two hours have passed since Frenchie Devlin was murdered. And now at police headquarters, the distraught widow pours out her version of the affair in the sympathetic ears of Sergeant Corbett. Now, 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 Mrs. Devlin, I know how you feel, but you, you, you've got to be brave. I'll try. That's the ticket. Oh, Sergeant, you're so understanding. I never dreamed a policeman could be so nice. Well, well we're, we're not the monsters people think. <clears throat> now, is there anything else you can tell me? No, no, it all happened so quickly. Frenchie had just walked in. He didn't even have time to take off his coat when the killer fired. Did you get a look at him? Just a peek. He seemed to be about your size. Well, was he stocky or thin? I couldn't say for sure. Well, now, you're not giving us much to go on. Well, if you're going to press me, I'd say it was thin. Oh, but I think of poor Frenchie. Now, 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 Mrs. Devlin. I'm sorry. Uh, would you happen to know if your husband had any enemies? Oh, no. No, everybody loved him. He... Well? I almost forgot. A man was around today and threatened him. Who? No, wait a minute. I think I've got his card in my purse. Yes. Mike Waring. Do you know him? Yes, very well. All right, Mrs. Devlin, you go on home. I'd like to escort you, mm -hmm. but I have a call to make. Mr. Stegan. Hello, Mike. Hello, Sergeant Corbett. Yeah, long time no see. Uh, must be at least two weeks. <laughs> uh, what brings you to this neck of the woods? This. That looks like one of my business cards. It is. 
You remember handing any out today? No. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah, I gave one to June Devlin to pass on to her husband. Was there a threat attached? What are you getting at? Well, brace yourself for a shock, kiddo. Frenchie was murdered. Once more? Oh, you heard me the first time. He was gunned at 4.30 this afternoon. Who did it? That's the question of the day. What gave with you two? Oh, it's a long story. Well, that's okay. I got loads of time. All right, hold on to your hat, because it gets a little involved. You know Al Morgan? Oh, the guy who was gunned by a burglar last night? Mm-hmm. And Morgan's a friend of mine. The boy who shot him was Steve Richards. Hey, look, if you've been holding out on now, me... Now, don't go off half-cocked. There's nothing else I could do. Morgan won't prosecute. Why not? Because Steve works for him. Seems the kid was in a jam. He needed money. Well, who doesn't? Where does Frenchie fit into this? Now, Steve owed Frenchie the dough on a gambling debt. When the kid couldn't pay off, Frenchie and Nick Zale took it out of his hide. So you went over to ask Frenchie to lay off. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, personally, I thought it was kind of dull. Well, that's because you're too close to the picture. What's this Steve Richards look like? <laughs> it's pretty hard to say. His own mother wouldn't know him after the workout Frenchie and Nick gave him. See about my size? Why? Because Mrs. Devlin got a fast look at the killer. According to her, he was about five foot nine and on the thin side. Does that fit Steve Richards? Fits a million people. Yeah, Mike, but we don't have a million suspects. Well, let's go see what this one has to say about it. Mike, I don't know anything about it. It's all Greek to me. You sure you haven't budged from this room since I saw you? No. I don't believe it. That's all right, Sergeant. I don't blame you. I behaved like a first-class jerk. Well, you certainly have. And wouldn't I be a fool to jeopardize everything after Morgan gave me another chance? How did you wind up in Frenchie's club in the first place? And don't tell me you needed money for your mother's operation. No, it's even more obvious than that. I, I thought I could get something for nothing, so I pulled out every dime I had in the bank and tried my luck. It wasn't very good. Well, I guess I'm the kind of guy who has to learn the hard way. Yeah. Well, Mr. Waring, where do we go from here? Oh, I don't know about you, Sergeant, but uh, I've got an idea. I'll let you know how I make out. Hello, Mrs. Devlin. Well, if it isn't the bad penny. Mm-hmm. Come in. I understand I'm indebted to you. How so? Didn't you give my card to Sergeant Corbett? I thought you might like some publicity. No, not me. I'm the modest type. Corbett tells me you uh, saw the man who killed your husband. Well, not exactly. Well, you got a close enough look so you'd recognize him if you saw him again. I think so. Mm-hmm. Would you mind describing how it happened? I told the sergeant. Well, now tell me. Well... Frenchie had just come in. He was going over to the bar to pour himself a drink. Mm -hmm. Just then, the door behind him opened. Where were you during all this? Sitting right there on the sofa. (laughs) You're lying, Angel. (laughs) What? I said you're lying. Look at the layout of this room. Well? Well, Your sofa's right next to the door. And the way the door is hinged, if you were sitting where you claim, you couldn't possibly see anyone behind it. You're crazy. If you'd like me to demonstrate? If I did, I wouldn't have you work on the door. Look, Mrs. Devlin. June. The police suspect my client of killing your husband. Your client? Yes, Steve Richards. So? It's 
So Steve's allergic to chairs, particularly those wired for sound. It's my job to keep him out of it. For which you get paid. That's right. If I'm not too personal, what are your rates? I get $100 a day plus expenses. Oh, that's no money for a man like you. Suppose I could triple it. What would I have to do to earn it? Just, um, keep me company. Or wouldn't I be in the way when your other friends came to call? What other friends? <laughs> oh, Angel, gal like you must have millions. How about Nicky Zale? What? Well, with Nick working for Frenchie, it would have been so convenient. How dare you? It's oh. a mighty nice right you got now there. Now, get out. All right, Angel. And I'll be back. I never could resist strong women. <laughs> Nick, is that you? Yeah? June. You got rocks in your head? What's the idea of calling me up? Now, hang up. Nick, I've got to see you. I told you to hang up. This wire may be tapped. Look, you don't understand. Mike Waring was just here. He doesn't believe that story I gave the police. What he thinks doesn't bother me. Well, he knows about you. Who told him? I don't know. He must have guessed. You don't guess about things like that. Nick, you shouldn't have killed him. What did you say? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. I don't like that kind of talk. Oh, look, I apologize, didn't I? What are you going to do about wearing? You've simply got to... All right, June, I got the message. Now relax. I'll give it my immediate attention. W for Matt? Mm-hmm. All right, sure, I got one. Well, but isn't Nicky Zale? Small world, ain't it? Yeah, too small. I want to talk to you. Sure, let's go to my place. Why bother? I got a car parked in the alley. Oh, I hate talking in cars. You don't have much choice. You see what I mean? I see. All right, forward march. Well, I bet you've been talking to June Devlin. Never mind who I've been talking to. It's pretty dull you got there, Nick. Of course, when I say you got, I use the term loosely. Shut up. Well, don't tell me you trust her. You're going to keep that mouth shut? Yeah, sure. Well, what now? Try that blue Nash. You're going to drive. I hope it's got hydromatic. Don't be funny. I didn't mean to be. Get behind the wheel. Yes, sir. I start her up in no funny business. Okay, now head for the George Washington Bridge. I know a nice quiet spot on the other side. Hey, you're pretty low on gas. What are you worried about? You won't have to walk back. Get going. the adventures of the Falcon. Thirty-five minutes have passed since Nick Zale offered to take Mike Waring for a ride. And now, five miles beyond the George Washington Bridge. All right, Waring, slow down. Pull into that side road there. Okay, any place along here will be fine. All right, get out. What for? This is so cozy. You're going to get out... Okay, Nick. Let's suppose you join me. Let's go. Let go or I'll shoot. No, you don't. Oh, nasty man. Ah, drop it. 
So you want to play rough, huh? Yeah. Let me alone. Yeah, I'll let you alone. Not so tough without that gun, are you? All right, now get back in the car. This time you drive. You're going to take me for another ride, and I guarantee you'll like this even less. That's all well and good, Mike, but you heard what the man claims. He says he just wanted to talk to you. That's all. So you had to drive me clear to Jersey? The air there is better for my sinuses. Sergeant, I tell you, he killed Frenchy Devlin. Where's his motive? I can give you a dozen. Number one, with Frenchy out of the way, he could take over the club. Not to mention Frenchy's widow. You're crazy. How do you think you'd look without those teeth? I hate to spoil your fun, Mike, but there's one thing wrong with your theory. Frenchy was gunned at 4.30. So? So at 4.15, Nick was down here renewing his license to carry a gun. Are you sure that? Positive. Now, you tell me how one man can be in two places at the same time. Now, wait a minute, Sergeant. I think I see how it could be managed. How? I'll need a guinea pig to demonstrate. Luckily, I know where I can find one. Want to come along and watch? Steve. Hi. Uh, you remember Sergeant Corbett? Yes, sure. How do you feel? Well, I'm much better, thanks. Well, we got it all locked up. Good. No, it's not as good as all that. We're going to need your help, Steve. Well, I'll do anything I can. All right, here's the problem. I last under Nick Zale as Frenchy's murderer, but unfortunately, he has a cast iron alibi. How's that? Well, it seems Frenchy was killed at half past four, and at 4.15, Nick was down at police headquarters. Now, it would take him at least 40 minutes to get from there to Frenchy's apartment, so, uh, well, you see the problem that creates. Well, sure, how can one man be in two places at the same time? That's just what I asked. Uh, well, I finally thought of the answer. What? He can't be. So that means we have to look to someone else. What do you mean? I'm afraid you're elected, Steve. What? You killed Frenchy. So you got it all figured out, huh? I think so. The only reason I passed you by originally was because it seemed too obvious. Well, I figured on that. Uh-huh. Well, you were wrong. Eventually, we had to come back to you. Yeah, but there's one thing you didn't figure out. Watch it, Mike. He's got a gun. There's nothing to worry about, Sergeant. I noticed it the first time I was here, so I removed the shell. Are you no well, good? I couldn't afford to have you hurt yourself. Dirty double cry. All right, let's have it, Steve. Thanks. Well, so this is the little gimmick. What the devil? It's loaded. Uh-huh. But you said you emptied it. Well, I guess I can't be trusted. But you can't be trusted either, so that makes us even. Stephen... Take care of him, Sergeant. He's all yours. Uh, you got enough there, or would you like a refill? No, no, no. This is fine, Mike. Well, I'm glad you're happy, Corbett. After all, this party is on you. Uh, on me? Well, didn't I make you look like a big man? Yeah, you made me look like a first-class mo. Huh? I said right at the beginning that Steve Richards was our boy. Oh, yes, but you never could have made it stick without my help. I like that. I got a good mind. Oh, <laughs> don't flatter yourself. You've got no mind at all. Look, if I could talk you out of Steve as a suspect, what do you think a lawyer would have done? When Steve pulled that gun, that was the one piece of evidence you needed, but... You never would have gotten it without my badgering him. Yeah, what gets me is his motive. After all, he only met Frenchy twice. Yeah, but that second meeting was a butte. 
So he decided to get even. Well, I don't know. Now, what's the matter, Sergeant? Haven't you ever been so sore at someone you felt you could kill him right then and there? Steve never learned to stifle his impulse. Come to think of it, you're right. Yeah, there's one character I run across occasionally, and every time I do, I get a mad desire to throttle him. Who's that? You. <laughs> I better leave before I give way to the impulse. Hey, waiter, give him the check. <laughs> Good night, Mike. The Adventures of the Falcon, starring Les Tremaine. <laughs> is the Falcon speaking. Oh, Lucy. I'm awfully sorry, Angel, but I'm afraid I'll have to skip tonight. I have to check on a character who is handing his girl a fast line. Claims he'll make a big mark in the world. And maybe he will. Unless somebody rubs him up. Once again, the Mutual Broadcasting System brings you the adventures of the Falcon. The Falcon, as you know, is Michael Wary, freelance detective who's always ready with a hand for oppressed men and an eye for repressed women. So join him tonight when the Falcon learns... Murder is a bad bluff. It's early Monday evening in New York when the door of a small Fifth Avenue jewelry store opens and the clerk, alone in the store, turns to face a dapper young man. Yes, sir. What can I do for you? Were you ever in love? Was I? <laughs> well, naturally, sir. I'm a married man. I dare say I love my wife. Well, if you dare say you don't, let's see the most expensive bracelet you have. Yes, sir. One moment. A bracelet to encircle her tiny Ida Down wrist. Ida Down? That's a rather strange image, if I may say so. You may. Here you are, sir. Now, this bracelet. Beautiful, I'll take it. Now, let's see something in engagement. Yes, sir. Here you are. Mm-hmm. Good, I'll take that too. Which one? The whole table. I beg your pardon? Oh, but these aren't the best you have. Let's see the really big stone. Oh, come on, I'll eat up. What's the matter? Did you ever see a gun before? Yes, sir. No, sir. I, I know you're kind I... of warm all of a sudden, so bring out the ice and we'll cool off. Yes, sir. And hurry it up or all of a sudden you'll be cold. Yes, sir. Stone cold. Yes, sir. All right, Rickett, let's go. Okay. You got the stuff? I've got the stuff. Okay, Barclay, but what took you so long? I wanted to do the job right. Gave the clerk a build-up. Build-up, build-up. You got a gun, haven't you? What more build-up you got to have? Trouble with this profession, Rickett. Not enough imagination. You walk in with a gun, the clerk sees it's a hold-up, and right from the start, it's him against you. But with me... With you, it's talk, 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 talk all the time. Change of pace. That's the secret, pal. Believe me, change of pace. Keep them guessing. By the time... How much did you get? A hatful. Rings, bracelets, necklaces, 30, 40 grand worth at least. Okay, we lay low a couple of days and then unload. I'll unload. Uh, how's that? Let me handle the fence. The old change of pace ought to be good for an extra 10 grand. Why, I... Okay, Barclay, you unload. I know you'd take my way. I don't. But how else can I shut you up? Oh, 
Hello, bud. Hi, you angel sweet. Light of my life. Oh, come here, Shirley. Hey, what's the matter? You call that a kiss? Where's the voltage? It's just that... I know, I know. You're tired. Well, I've got a little surprise for you, baby. It'll pep you up. Here, take a squint at this. An engagement ring. Ah, like I promised. Look at the size of that sparkler. That's what I think of you, sugar. You rate the best. Where did you get it? Where did I get it? I bought it. I'm in the chip, sugar. Swung a big deal. With the president of the Midwestern Railroad? Ah, that's right. I told you. You told me a lot of things. But I can read, bud. What's that supposed to mean? Just that there's an item on the society page that the president of the Midwestern Railroad happens to be away on a yachting trip. Uh, sure, sure, I know that, Sugar. I've been contacting him by radio. In that case, you ought to be able to tell me where this yachting ship is. Sure, sure. All right, go ahead. Where is it? Newport? Bermuda? Gulf of Mexico, maybe? What is this, the third degree? Bud, you've asked me to marry you. I've got a right to know something about you. I've... I'm tired of these big stories. Now I want the truth. Look, sir, there's some things you can't explain. Why? Well, well, look, it's like this. A terrific merger's on the fire, see? But terrific. If word gets out about it, even a hint, it'll get the stock, stock market on fear, see? No. I don't see why you Just can't... Just sit tight, sugar, huh? In a couple of days, it'll all be settled, and I'll collect my commission. You'll see big dough. 30, 40,000 bucks on the first installment. And then we can make oh, plans. Oh, stop it, bud. If you won't trust me, then... Like you trust me? Well, give me some reason. I'm getting tired of fairy tales. But did you ever happen to think, Sugar, maybe I'm getting tired of your nagging? I'm on the way up. You don't want to come along? Okay. Just remember you had your chance. Maybe I did. But I've heard it's not always healthy to take chances. Michael Waring? That's all right. You're a private detective, the one they call the Falcon? Mm-hmm. Are you very expensive? Depends. On what? What you call expensive. And uh, what you want me to do. Come in. Let's talk it over. All right. Well, you might as well sit down. Make yourself comfortable. Thank you. And tell me your name. Gloria Page. And why you want a detective? I'm engaged to be married. Congratulations. I'm not sure they're in order. That's what I want you to find out. Well, just a second, Gloria. I don't go in for petty snooping if you're just trying to find out whether your boyfriend is stepping out on you. No, Mr. Waring, I'm not concerned about other women. Mm -hmm. All right, then. What I want to know is, what does he do for a living? Didn't he tell you? Yes, a number of things. But you don't believe him? I did until yesterday, but... They're too fantastic. All about big business deals, but he won't give me any details. It's all so secretive, I can't help wondering if maybe he's mixed up in something illegal. Otherwise, why would he try to keep things from me? I don't know. Well, what'll it cost to have you investigate? Quite a lot, but I'll give you some advice for nothing. What's that? Forget him. I can't. As long as you have such serious doubts about Just him. Just the same, I... I love him. Well, then, what are you doing here? Hoping you'll prove my doubts are wrong. And if they aren't? I don't know, Mr. Williams. You're just asking for heartache, Gloria. Well, it's my heart and my money. So how much do you want for a retainer? Hello, Tenez. My wedding. What brings you here, wedding? Only hang around and bar when you're looking for something. I like television. Yes. Hmm. You shouldn't have such a suspicious nature, Tenez. 
Bound to your digestion. I don't like coppers, and I don't like private dicks. Well, every man to his taste. You seen Barkley lately? Who? Bud Barkley. I don't know Barkley. I haven't seen him. I don't know anybody. I don't know anything. It's funny. I was told you're a pretty good friend of Barkley. Who told you? Oh, I've been getting around. In fact, Barkley himself tells me you were on a little job with him the other day. That's a lie. Sure. I was never on a job with Barkley in my life. If it was anybody, it was Rickard. He's the only one on Barkley's team. I thought you didn't know Barkley. Uh, so I know him. So thanks. For what? For some very pleasant conversation. And now, can I buy you a drink? Taxi. Just a second, Barkley. Uh, I'll be looking for you. Oh, hello, Tanez. Sorry I can't stop now. I've got a date. The driver will wait for you. Yeah, but I'm late. So you'll be later. Cut it out. That's a clean shirt. Just answer me one question, then I'll let you go. What's the devil beating you? How come you saw wearing what you did about me? What are you talking about? You saw wearing... Wearing? Who's wearing? Mike wearing the falcon. Are you crazy, Tanez? I don't even know where. He says you do. Well, I... But, Gary, you better go on. I'll take another cab. I just, what does Waring say I told him? He says you told him I pulled a job with you. What? That's what he said, Barkley. So you blew your top and started yapping about me, is that it? Well, it made me sore. So you popped off. I didn't say much. Are you dumb jerk? Don't you see Waring was just trying to trap you into spilling on me? I didn't spill. Well, at least you didn't know about the Holloway job. I'm wondering. Holloway job? Uh, look, look, Tenez, uh, you got any idea what Waring's angle is? Holloway job. That was that jewelry hall. Now, listen, Tenez. So you're the boy who pulled that one, huh? You were Rickard. Oh, you didn't hear me right. I heard you very right. And you know something, Barkley? I think Waring would be kind of interested to hear about it, too. Now, don't start getting ideas. I got him already. Well, go ahead, Barkley. We won't discuss it here. You don't want to keep your dates waiting. But I got a hunch you and me are going to do business. Hello, Sigurd. Sorry I'm late. Well, but I'm afraid from now on it's better never than late. Are you still on that kick? I know how things stand now. That's why I asked you over. And I thought maybe you'd come to your senses. I have. We're through, but... Now, look, Sugar, a lot of things have gone wrong today. I don't want to have trouble with you, too. I have big business deals coming big up. Big business? With crooks like Greg Rickard and Lou Turnez. Who's been talking? Nobody. I had to know the truth, but I had to. So? So I hired a detective. You what? Who are you? So you're the one who hired Waring? Yes. You won't be satisfied until I do a stretch, will you? No, but I don't want to cause you any trouble. Looks like. I don't. Now that I found out what I wanted to know, I've called off Mike. Oh, it's Mike. Mr. Waring, what's the difference? Anyway, I've called him off. Thanks. What makes you sure he'll stay off? He isn't interested in you, but he's found out who your friends are. That's all I wanted to know. Now you'd better go. Oh, sure. Sure, get out of here, bud. You're just dirt and no good crook. Go on, why don't you tell me off? Tell me what you really think of me. Get out, bud. Oh, so now I'm not even worth talking to. I just get out. All right, I'll get out. But before I do, here's something for you to remember me for. <laughs> Good for anything. You all right, baby? Huh. 
Just get out of here, Bart. Get out! this afternoon. Brushed right by me without speaking. Hmm? When was that? At Barclays. What? I wasn't at Barclays this afternoon. Funny. I could swear it was you. That's a lie. Oh, I get so excited, Bart. So I thought I saw you. Is there something to make you blow a gasket? No, it just... Well, I wasn't there. Okay, my mistake. You see, I was going up to see Barclays, and just as I start in the building, this character rushes out... And like I say, he's a dead ringer for you. So I start to say hello, but you... Uh, he... Don't stop. So I ring Barclay's bell and no answer. When I try the door and it's not locked, I go in. And what do you think I find? I don't know. Don't you, Rita? I told you I don't. I wasn't there. Okay. I remember that. When the law asks me, I'll tell them it wasn't you that I saw, Ricard. It was just somebody who happens to look exactly like you. Now, wait a minute. Well, I have to tell them something, eh? Because inside Barclay's apartment, I see how come that character who rushes out is in such a hurry, he don't even notice me. Are you trying to say... Yes, Rager, you guessed it. I find Barclay lying on the sofa, and he don't even so much as say hello, which I can't blame him, eh? Seeing as how he just happens to be sort of... uh, Kind of uh, very dead. Tomorrow, throughout our nation, Americans who appreciate the right to rule themselves will go to the polls and cast their ballots to elect their leaders. The right to vote is the very cornerstone of our American heritage of freedom. When you vote, vote as you please, as your conscience dictates, but vote. For freedom is everybody's job. And if you vote, you're letting America down. Now back to the adventures of the Falcon. A few hours have passed since the murder of Bud Barclay. The story has hit the newsstands and found an interested reader in Mike Waring, who is now calling on his ex-client, Gloria Pace. You seen the paper, Gloria? Yes. Well? Well, what? You hire me to check on Barclay. I do. And my report is hardly in when he winds up dead. I can't help wondering if there's a connection. Is there? If you mean did I kill him? No. You saw him this afternoon? Yes. And had a fight? What makes you say that? Look in the mirror. I told him we were through. He didn't like it. He uh, didn't like kind of rough. He was furious when he found out that I'd hired you. Oh, you told him that? Yes. So he slapped you around. Do you have an alibi for the murder time? I don't know. I guess not. I was here alone after he left. Well, that's not going to sound so good to the police when they learn about your fight with Barclay. Do they have to know? You were his girl. They're sure to be around with questions. What'll I do? That's up to you. You told me you loved Barclay. I thought I did. What? 
Well, after this afternoon... Yeah, I see what you mean. You warned me there'd be heartache. There was when you told me he was friendly. And after the way he acted, it's all over. <laughs> you heal fast. You think I killed him? I didn't say that. Believe me, Mike, I'm sorry he's dead. I was shocked when I read about it. Mm-hmm. You don't believe me. Well, that's all right, Gloria. It's not me you have to convince. It's the police. Yes? Hello. My name's Michael Waring. I'd like to talk to you. What about? Murder. You're Greg Rickard, aren't you? Am I? Well, this is his apartment, and you're in it, so it seems like a reasonable assumption. Now, uh, that's what I call a detective. <laughs> okay, I'm Rickard. Now, where do we go from here? Inside. More comfortable. All right, Waring. I'm glad you're not going to be difficult. That remains to be seen. Now, what do you want? I understand you and Bud Barkley were pals. How come you understand that? In my business, a fellow asks questions. But he doesn't always get the right answer. Well, suppose you give me an answer then. Was Barkley a pal of yours? I knew him. When's the last time you saw him? A couple of days ago. Not today? Not today. Where were you this afternoon? Right here. All afternoon? All afternoon. Suppose I were to tell you I tried to phone you and got no answer. Then I'd say I was in the shower and didn't hear the phone. For over an hour? I kept trying. I was very dirty. Oh, you can do better than that, Rickard. So I was taking a nap with the radio playing. That's better, huh? But at least now I know you were lying. So are you. Anyhow, you haven't put me at Barclays, if that's what you're trying to do. Give me time. How come you're trying to nail me for the job anyway? Just because I knew Barclays? Well, I have to start somewhere. You know any better suggestions? Yeah, there are plenty just as good. Anybody else who knew Barclays? Girl, for instance. Gloria? Mm-hmm. Do you know any reason why she should have wanted to kill Barclay? You know any reason why I should have? I'm working on it. But as long as we're playing the field just now, who else should we consider? Lou Ternes? Hmm? No. No, why do you say that? Why not? He knew Barkley too, didn't he? Believe me, Waring, it wasn't Ternes. What makes you so sure? All right, I'm not sure. Only I don't think it was Ternes. It's not like him. Funny you should be so anxious to protect him. I'm not trying to protect him. You think it's Ternes? Okay. I don't think it's Ternes. Yet, from the way you've been acting, I may get around to it. At any rate, it's an angle worth checking. Thanks, Rickard. Hello, Ternes. Some people can't take a hint. Look, Redding, how many times do I have to tell you? I don't like people in your racket. I don't like you. Oh, why should I let a little thing like that stop me when we have so much in common? Like what? Like you don't like me, I don't like you. That could be the basis for a beautiful friendship. Are you going to get out of here? Nope. And I will. What do you know about the Barkley murder, Tenez? Get out, Redding. Sit down. Let go, Redding. I said sit down. I want to talk to you. Now, look, Redding, I don't Is like... Is there any reason why Rickard should want to frame you for the murder? What? Did he? <laughs> Ah, no, you don't, Waring. No, I don't what? You tell me Rickard is trying to frame me. That's supposed to set me off on Rickard. Sorry. I don't want to play. I didn't say Rickard tried to frame you. Uh -huh. I was just wondering. Uh -huh. He tried to keep you out of this. Maybe he was really protecting you. Or maybe he just thought that would make me suspicious. Well, you'll have to figure it out for yourself. Now, look, Sorry, Waring. I told you I'm not going to help you. 
Go on back to the babe and tell her you drew a blank. Babe? Gloria Page. Where'd you get the idea I'm working for her? Barclay. Was he wrong? No. I was working for her, but that was before the murder. Now I'm strictly on my own. Where's the profit in that? You never can tell. Well, you won't get any dividends from me. Can't hurt to try. There's something between you and Rickard. I want to know what it is. Ask Rickard. I did. Now I'm asking you. Okay, you're just wasting your time, Wedding. I could beat it out of you. you... Could you? Well, on the second thought, I guess I couldn't. Not as long as you had that busted beer mug in your hand. That's right, Wedding. And now, if you don't want it in your face, just get out of my way. Expecting you to Good. Have you uh, got the money, Rico? Well, that's with a call coming right to the point. This is not a social call, Rico, that we got it. Naturally. Good. You know, I've been thinking. Maybe I'm letting you off too easy. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. You don't want me to talk to the police about what happened this afternoon. But the police aren't the only ones interested. Waring? Yeah. He's in it, too. So you tell him. All he can do with it is turn it over to the police. Maybe I could make a deal. He might pay more for my information than you've offered for silence. Why don't you ask him? I prefer to do business with you. But I think you better sweeten the kitty. <laughs> What's the joke? I've been doing some thinking too, Tunez. I've been thinking only a sucker pays blackmail because once he starts, there's no stopping. Sometimes you don't have any choice. Yeah, that's right. But this gun gives me a choice. Hey, wait a minute. Don't, don't worry, Turner. I won't. Not here. But it looks like a nice night for a drive. So, let's go, shall we? <laughs> Turn right at the next corner and stop when you get to the door. Look, Rickard, I'll swear you weren't at Barclay today. I'll swear you... will swear anything with a gun looking your way. You'll sing a different song if I give you a chance, and I do mean sing. No, I'm saying... Okay, Turner, here's where we stop. But I'm telling you... I said stop. Now, you know... Rickard, if you'd only... Get out. (coughs) Now start walking straight ahead. Go on. I'll be right behind you. Rickard, I'll do anything you say, only only give me a break. Keep on walking out to the end of the pier. You didn't kill Barkley. I can prove it. Give me a chance. Look, look, let's, let's talk it over, huh? You, you didn't kill him. I'll swear to it. Anything, only... Okay. Then... Now, stop. Please, Rickard, I... After you've cast your vote for your favorite candidates in tomorrow's election, you'll want to be among the first to know who the winners are. So tune to Mutual tomorrow night. For Mutual and the station to which you're now listening is your best bet for fast, accurate, complete election returns. Yes, for radio's clearest, easiest to understand, and most exciting election returns, it's Mutual on election night. Now back to the adventures of the Falcon. 
12 hours have passed since Rickard switched from buying Thailand to gunning for it. Now he's in his room, packing, when there's a knock at the door. Come in. You can take those back. Oh, you wearing. Mm-hmm. Who'd you expect? A moving man for that trunk? Look, wearing. I don't have time Don't to... be so sure. You'll probably get plenty of time. What's that supposed to mean? Just that when I read that Tenez was fished out of the river with a slug in him, I thought of you. When it said he was still alive, I had a hunch you'd be preparing to clear out before Tenez recovers enough to talk. All right, I'm moving. That doesn't prove anything. But Tenez is talking, Will. Next time you toss a pal in the drink, you better make sure he stopped breathing first. You can't prove anything on me. And you don't intend to wait until I can, is that it? I don't intend to wait because I have other plans and you're not stopping me. No, but maybe the law will. May I use your phone? No, you don't. Oh, don't be like that. I'll give you a nickel. Put down that phone. Sorry, pal. Put down that phone. Are you... I was waiting for you to reach for your gun. Now I'll take it. Now you can get back to your packing, Rickard. You're going for a trip, all right. But it's not the one you planned. Hello, Tunez. The doctor said I could come in for a minute. Hello, Eddie. How are you feeling? All right. I tell you, come in. You can turn that off now, Tunez. We're on the same team with you state's evidence against Rickard. Yeah. The police tell me you've not only tabbed Rickard for plugging you, but for doing the job on Barkley, too. Yeah. That's why he wanted to finish me. Because I saw him coming up at Barkley right after the murder. What were you doing at Barkley? He called me yesterday afternoon. Morning, but he wanted to see me. What about? He didn't say. When I got to his place, he was dead. Oh, I see. Well, thanks, Trinez. Looks like we've pretty well taken care of Mr. Rickard. We've got him for attempted murder on you, and now that he's in so deep anyway, he's admitted pulling some robberies with Barkley. Yeah. The only thing he won't admit is Barkley's murder. But with your testimony, I think we'll clinch that, too. Uh-huh. Only not against Rickard. What? No, Trinez. That little job was your handiwork. What? So hurry up and get well, because you've got to face a murder trial. And if you're any sort of a man, you won't want to take it lying down. And so you see, Gloria, when Ternez found out that Barkley and Ricker had worked the jewelry job, he went up to Barkley's to ask for blackmail. And when Barkley didn't want to pay as much as Ternez demanded, Ternez killed him and took everything he had. Mm-hmm. And then, just as he was leaving, he saw Rickard go into Barclays. He knew Rickard wouldn't want it known that he was at the scene so near the time of the murder, so Ternez tried to blackmail him. You see, Ternez wasn't satisfied with just Barclays' half of the split. He wanted the whole take. So he blackmailed Rickard for a murder he committed himself? Yeah. Talk about gall, huh? Well, tell me, Mike, how did you know Ternez was the murderer? It was simple. Ternez claimed the last time he spoke to Barclay was yesterday morning. He said when he arrived at Barclays yesterday afternoon, Barclay was already dead. Mm -hmm. But Ternez knew I was working for you. When I asked him how he knew, he said Barclay told him. Yes. Well, don't you see? Barclay didn't know that until you told him yesterday afternoon. Of course. So that meant Ternez was lying. He did see Barclay yesterday afternoon, but he arrived before the murder, not after it, and killed Barclay in order to rob him. Well, that clears that up, then. Now... There's just one other thing. What's that? I only hired you to check on Barclay. But you kept right after his murder until you solved that. Why? What did you hope to gain? It's a beautiful night, Gloria. 
Mm-hmm. And there's a beautiful moon. Mm-hmm. And a beautiful girl. <laughs> Thank you. But uh, until the murder was cleared up, you were a suspect. And you know something, Gloria? I was never much good at kissing through a wire screen. <laughs> Murder doesn't fit the frame. Murder doesn't fit the frame. That's the title of next week's adventure of the Falcon when Mike Waring learns that if you know the name of a murderer, you'd better spill that information before he spills your blood. So be sure to listen next week at the same time to another exciting adventure of the Falcon. The adventures of the Falcon are based on the famous character created by Drexel Drake. Produced by Bernard L. Schubert, written tonight by Jerome Epstein, and directed by Richard Lewis. Music by Milton Kay. Les Tremaine was starred as the Falcon. Turnez was played by Joe DeSantis. This program came from New York. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. The Adventures of the Falcon, starring Les Tremaine. Hello. Yes, it's the Falcon speaking. Oh, Marcia. I'm glad you called. But I don't see how I can make it tonight, Angel. I have to locate a girl. Is she attractive? Well, I know one guy who fell for her. Did he fall hard? They're burying him tomorrow. Once again, the Mutual Broadcasting System brings you the adventures of the Falcon. One thing about Michael Waring, the Falcon, he certainly gets around. You met him first in his best-selling novel. Then you saw him in his thrilling motion picture series. And now we're happy to bring you again his adventures on the air. Yes, it's Michael Waring, that freelance detective who's always ready with a hand for oppressed men and an eye for repressed women. So join him tonight when the Falcon learns... Murder is a knockout. It's 10.30 at night in New York, and in Madison Square Garden... The sixth round of the main event is underway. At the ringside, blonde Kay Davis looks from the fighters to her escort, Vic Jones, whose good-looking but rather weak face is chalk white as he sees the boy he is rooting for taking a bad licking. Come on, Wallace. Keep that left up. Keep it up. Oh. This would like to finish. Come on, Wallace. One, two, three. Oh, don't disturb him. Vicky needs a rest. That does it. Yeah. Well, I'm afraid you're going to have to let me have five bills. What gave you that idea? I was on Walter's. I wasn't. Oh, now, don't be like that, baby. Come on, now on, Vic. That's exactly how I'm going to be. I've played sucker long enough. i got to have that dough, Kay. What's the matter? You've got a broken leg. You want money? Work for it. I'm going to have plenty, but it'll take a little time. I have a lot of irons in the fire. You have one iron in the fire. Me. And I'm tired of getting burned. Okay, baby, you figure you got burned. So now you want to chill? Well, that's just what you're going to get. Anyway, it was nice knowing. Now, wait a minute, Vic. I'm not asking for a sign-off. That's what you think. And I was right. About what? 
You were only using me for what you could get out of me. There weren't people around here. I'd kick your teeth in for that. Because I'm right. Uh, what are we fighting for, kid? You know it's you and me no matter what. We we can't help ourselves. They Wait a minute. Huh? Oh, what's the matter? Let's get out of here quick. What is it? Come on. Well, the aisle jam. Well, we can push our way through. Oh. Excuse me, please. Oh, oh, hurry up, Vic. Well, what goes? You see that character over there, the one on the gray hat? He's looking this way. Huh? Well, what about him? He works for Alexa. Oh. You think he saw you? I know he did. That's why he's here. Alexo knows I like to fight. Yeah. We'll have to shake him, Vic. He'll want to trail me and find out where I live. Is he following? I, I, I don't know. I, I can't see him now. Oh, good. And that means he can't see us either. No. Well, we can only keep it that way. We'll be all right. <laughs> How do you know my name? Kay pointed you out at the fight tonight. Sorry she couldn't stay around to see you, but she wasn't feeling sociable. She went home. Uh, I followed you. What do you want? Alexo, you see. Hmm? No. Doesn't get in until tomorrow morning. What do you want to see him about? I have a um, composition for him. He's looking for Kay. I, I know where he can find her. Come on in. I'm handling things for Alexo. You can talk to me. Right. What's your name? Jones. Vic Jones. And what's your proposition? 500 on the line. That's kind of steep. Oh, I wouldn't say so. When Kay pulled out, out of L.A., she took 75,000 of Alexa's money with her. Five fees isn't much to get it back. I'll find her sooner or later, whether you help or not. Yeah, sure, but while you're looking, she'll be dipping into the 75 grand. She could uh, burn up a lot more than five bills before you reach her. Mm. Got a point. Well, do we do business? Uh, I don't. All right, Jones. The deal. She's in New York. A detective in Chicago saw her by a ticket to New York. Maybe she went on through. Florida, maybe. I think she's here. I wouldn't have come all the way from L.A. if I wasn't pretty sure. Well, what should we do? I've already wired Mike Waring. The Falcon? Yep. You don't want that bird snooping into your activities. He won't. All I'm going to have him do is locate the girl. Well, I don't like it. You know, Hagen, sometimes I get the idea you don't want me to find Kay. What? Now, look, Alexo, I turned the town inside out trying to find her. I hope you did. Because if I find out you are lying, you are the one that's going to be turned inside out. How do you do, Mr. Waring? Hello. You must be Alexo. That's right. Come in. Nice trip. Not bad. Well, uh, what can I do for you? I, uh, I want you to find my sister. So you said in your wire. What can you give me on her? Uh, here's a picture. Mm. When did you last see her? In Los Angeles two weeks ago. And she disappeared without any warning. Yes. 
she have any reason to run away? What did I know of? What makes you think she's in New York? Well, I thought she might have gone to Chicago. Why? She used to live there, so I sent her picture to a Chicago detective. He located her, but before I could get there, she bought a ticket to New York and paid it again. Have you notified the police? No, I don't want her to get the idea I think she's done anything wrong. Why are you smiling, Mr. Wayne? I didn't realize I was. So, you have a detective looking for her in Chicago and me in New York. Anybody else? Well, some of my boys are looking for her. Boys? Well, fellows who work for me. Doing what? They work for me in my business. What is your business? What's that got to do with this? You never know. Look, Waring, I didn't come here for a third degree. You came here to get me to find someone for you, so I have to know things about her. And you. What do you want to know? Why you've been lying to me? Hmm? You say you haven't any idea why she disappeared, but still you're sure right away it's a long-distance fade-out. You don't want the police in it. You burn when I ask what business you're in. I don't like the way it adds up. All right, Waring. You don't want the job. Sorry I bothered you. Who says I don't want the job? You just said... I said you were lying. But if that picture does the girl justice, I still could be persuaded to look for her. You know something, Waring? Somehow I don't think I'll try to persuade you. You know something, Alexa? Somehow I didn't think you would. How come a girl of your looks is eating alone? Maybe I like it that way. Nobody likes to eat alone. I'll join you. How did you know where to find me? Maybe I followed you last night and found out where you stand. Not unless you're invisible. I made sure I wasn't followed. Well, here I am. So I see. What would you do if I told you Alexa's in town? What? Does he know where I am? Not yet. Thank heaven. Don't thank heaven, thank me, Kay. And I know just how you can show your gratitude. Oh, you do? Yeah. You have 75 grand of Alexo's money, but I'm a generous guy. I'll let you keep 50 of it. Thank you, Hagen. Don't mention it. I'll finish your lunch. We'll go pick up my 25. Don't I get time to think it over? What do you have to think? You either want to keep 50,000 or you keep nothing. All right. I'll bring you the money tonight. Oh, no, you don't. I'm not letting you out of my sight till I have the cash in my hand. I'm not giving you a chance to run away again. You don't miss any tricks, do you? I can't afford to. I'd bid a grand slam. Believe me, Kay, I'm going to make it. What's the idea of going in the alley? There's no parking places on the street, so I leave the car here and go in the back way. Oh. Okay. Go get the dump. All right. Wait a minute. You're parked too close to the building. I can't get out here. Well, slide over. You can get out on this side. I'll get out first. Okay. I hope you don't have the bright idea that you can make a break for it while I'm trying to get out, because if you do, I'm... Oh! Dirty rats, huh? What's the matter? You know what's the matter. Get out of my way. I'm coming in. Well, I don't know if you'd only tell me. I suppose you didn't tip Hagen where to find me. What? Well, why would I do that? You did it. You must know why. Hey, wait a minute. 
Where'd you get that gun? From Hagen. How? He tried to make a deal with me. $25,000 not to tip Alexo. I played alone. Well, what happened? We drove into the alley behind my building. He was getting out of the car. I clouded him with a flashlight. Then I got his gun. <laughs> You're quite a girl. I can take care of myself. And I can take care of anybody who tries to cross me. I didn't cross you, baby. You gotta believe that. Maybe. Maybe not. Anyway, Alexo still doesn't know where I am. And you are not tipping him. Oh, of course I won't. I'm glad we're agreed on that. But just to make no, sure... Wait. Now, don't. Be, be careful with that gun. Stand right where you are. Okay. Don't try to get to that window. You're not getting out of here. Well, there's... There's always the window. Hello. Hello, Kay. Vic. Well, that was a great stunt you pulled. Yeah, lucky I only live on the second floor. Anyway, it was better than getting shot. I wasn't going to shoot you. And it looked like it. All I wanted Never was... mind that now. All right. What do you want? I've been looking for Hagen. Finally found him. You did? Yeah, he's still in the alley where you left him. You sure pack a wallop. I gave him everything I could. You sure did. Well, why are you calling? I thought I ought to tip you off, even if you do think I double-crossed you. Tip me off to what? Police have already found Hagen. If you're going to blow, you'll have to hurry. Why should I blow? Well, you have a story ready in case they call on you? They're not calling on me. Hagen won't tell them anything about me. I know too much about him and Alexa. You're right, Hagen won't tell the police anything. But the reason he won't tell them isn't that he's afraid. It's that he's dead. When sudden death calls, wearing a white tie and leaving a calling card in the form of a forty-five caliber slug, it's frequently just another case for the Falcon. But when wholesale disaster threatens a community, that's the time when everyone thinks in terms of the Red Cross. The 1949 Red Cross campaign has set its sights on the sum of $60 million to assault the problems that lie ahead this year. The increased total of disasters in the last year, the expanding national blood program, the large number of community services, all these require greater Red Cross efforts, made possible only by the financial support and volunteer participation of the people. Remember this. You, through your contributions and voluntary action, are the Red Cross, providing a channel through which compassion and mercy find expression in the relief of human suffering. You, too, can help through your Red Cross. Now back to the adventures of the Falcon. It's a couple of hours since the body of Hagen was found in an alley behind the apartment house where Kay Davis lives. Now, Peter Alexo, the client whom Mike Waring had rejected, is once again at Waring's door. Oh, it's you again, Alexo. Yes, may I come in? I want to talk to you. Okay. All right, what is it? Waring, I don't suppose I could persuade you to forget my visit to you this morning. Persuade me how? Uh, money. Why? I have my reasons. What would it cost for you to forget that you ever saw me? Sorry, Alexo, my memory's too good. Yeah. I was afraid you'd take this attitude. Well, then, Waring, there's just one thing to do. Got to be cards on the table. Well, it's about time. Waring, um, that girl I wanted you to find. Yes? She is not my sister. <laughs> Surprise. She was my girlfriend. Ran away with another man. I want her back. Mm-hmm. 
But I don't intend to risk a murder rap to get her. Where does murder come in? I had one of my boys, Joey Hagen, looking for Kay. Seems he found her. According to the paper, he's been murdered. And you figure she did it? I don't know, Waring. How about her boyfriend? A possibility. I want you to look into it. All right. As long as you don't start acting coy again. I can't now. The police are bound to find out Hagen was on my payroll. You figure the police will think you killed him. If we don't find the girl, I'm the only person in New York who had any connection with him. Uh-huh. What I'd like would be to hop a plane back to the coast and make like I've never been here. But that would require your cooperation. I haven't been able to buy that. So your next best bet is to get me to crack the case for him. Or at least find Kay. Only now, whatever I find out, I turn over to the police instead of to you. Whatever you say. All right, Alexo. I'll do what I can. Good. I wish you luck. Thanks. And considering what happened to the last fellow who tracked down your girl for you, I'm going to need it. Homicide Squad, Lieutenant Gleason speaking. Hello, Gleason. Mike Waring. Sorry, Waring, we don't have a thing for you. How do you know? You don't know what I want. I know what we've got. Oh, you're too modest. You ought to be able to give me something on the Hagen case. Well, I told don't you, you, I don't... Don't you have any suspects? A girl, but... A girl? Could... Gleason, you interest me strangely. Well, before you start dancing in the streets, Waring, we don't have very much on her, only that Hagen was found in an alley behind the building where she lives. Her address was in his pocket, but she claims she didn't know him. We can't prove different. We're checking, but... Never mind that. What does she look like? Blonde, bleached, about 5'5", five, five, good-looking, but a little on the husky side for a dame. That's enough, Gleason. Where can I find her? Uh, at home, I guess. We're not holding her yet. But what goes, Mike? I'll let you know after I've seen her. And if she's who I think she is, the answer to your question is plenty. What do you want? You are. I'm what? The girl in the picture. What picture? That Alexo showed me. What? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know any Alexa. Well, uh, let me come in and I'll tell you all about no, it. No, you don't. All right. Then I go to the police and tell them that the Karen Dorrance they questioned is really Kay Davis of Los Angeles. And Joey Hagen came to New York for the express purpose of finding her. You win. Come in. Thanks. And now, Mr. Waring. Mike Waring. The Fultons. You're working for Alexa. Mm-hmm. The police know about him yet? Not yet. But I'll have to turn what I have over to them pretty soon. I don't think you will. Hey, that's not very smart, pulling a gun. You're not going to talk. All right. I don't talk. The police have a corpse. They'll check on its background. It'll lead them to Alexa, and that'll lead them to you. I don't know what to do. I have to have time to think. <laughs> Should have thought before you killed Hagen. I didn't kill him. He came here to see you. Yes. And you didn't want him to report back to Alexa. He wasn't going to report back. Why not? He wanted me to pay him not to. Oh. And you agreed. I was going to think it over. But uh, killing him was a cheaper out. I tell you, I didn't kill him. I want to ask you something, Mr. Waring. Go ahead. What is Alexo paying you? Why? Whatever it is, I'll double it if you'll work for me. Sounds like the same deal Hagen got. And look what happened to him. No. No, I've given up trying to get away from Alexo. I, I see it's no use. But I'm in a spot with a murder. Maybe you can help clear me. Maybe. Unless you're guilty. I'm not. Well, what do you say? All right, Kay. You've hired yourself a detective. (laughs) 
Hello? Huh? You must be Vic Jones. Uh, who are you? Mike Waring. What do you want? You. If you are, Jones. You fit Kay's description. I've been waiting in front of the building for you to come home. Kay sent you? I'm working for her. Why did she send you here? As a matter of fact, she didn't. That was my idea. She wants me to work on the Hagen case. I thought you might know something. What would I know? Plenty. If you're the murderer... What? Why would I want to kill Hagen? You wanted Kay for yourself. Alexa wanted her back. Hagen found her for him. You could have killed Hagen to keep him from reporting. Eh, there's only one trouble with that, Waring. Yeah, what? Kay and I had already split up last night. So why should I care if Alexa found her? Well, it looks like my client has been holding back on me. Unless you're lying. If you don't believe me, ask Kay. I may do that. But first, I'd like to ask you a few more questions. Yeah, yeah, sure. But let's not stand out here in the street. We can, we can go inside. All right. I, I don't understand, Waring. If, if you're working for Kay, how come you thought I killed Hagen? Why shouldn't I? I didn't know you and she had split up. But didn't she tell you what happened with Hagen? What did happen? Oh, well, if you don't know, I'm not saying. Why? I've had enough trouble with Kay. She thought I tipped Hagen off about her. I think I've convinced her. I, I didn't by now, but I'm not going to give her any other reason to blow up. Oh, yeah. She blew up, huh? Yeah. Well, why did she care if Hagen found her? Since she'd already split with you. On account of the 75 grand. What? What 75 grand? Well, didn't she tell you that either? No. Didn't tell you much. Well, seems not. Well, in that case, there's not much I can do for you either. But if you know anything... Here, here we are. No use, Waring. I'm not talking. So you might as well run along. Oh, no, not yet. Well, I tell you, I'm not going... What's the matter? There's somebody in the bedroom. I'm going to go see. Who's there? I don't hear anything, Jones. Hey, the window's open. The fire escape. See anyone, Jones? I don't know. I don't know. It's dark out there. Wait a minute. There's someone in the courtyard in the shadows. Hey, you down there. Stop. Stop. Okay, pal, you ask for it. There's high western action adventure for you on Mutual's thrilling new radio program, Straight Arrow. For the first time in radio history, a full-blooded American Indian becomes the central figure of a radio drama, a champion of law and order, a dynamic hero in action-packed struggles. The incomparable Straight Arrow presents the vanishing American in his true light. You'll find swift-paced entertainment when you hear the bold and daring Straight Arrow on Mutual. Now back to the adventures of the Falcon. Twenty minutes have passed since Mike Waring and Vic Jones surprised an intruder in Jones's apartment. Now, in another part of town, Kay Davis stands outside the door of a hotel room. Kay. Hello, Alexa. This is a surprise. I thought it would be. <laughs> Come in. All right. I see you'll never give up, Alexo, and I'm tired of running. And here I am. Good. Tell me something. Was it me or the money that you were really after? Don't you know? You're like a jerk. I'm no Bobby Foxer, but I really had it bad with that crumb, Vic. That's all over now. I'm glad to hear that. Now we can go back and pick up where we left off. 
Aren't you forgetting something? What? A little matter of murder. What? What's right? But I think I know how we can take care of that. How? If we play it right, stick together, we ought to be able to pin this on Dick. Jones? How? Try this on the side. For 75 grand. Suppose I'm not the one who took it from you. Dick did. And ran off with me. But I didn't know it was your money. Couldn't we say that? Then what? So you weren't really looking for me. You were looking for Vic. The only reason you tried to find me was that I could lead you to Vic. Oh, sure. I get it. Then when Hagen found you, Vic had to kill him to keep me away from the two of you. That's it. It gives him a motive. Yeah. I've already started on it. I planted your briefcase. The one I took the money in in, in, in Vic's apartment tonight. He almost caught me at it, but I got away. Great. I think we can make it stick. Well, this calls for a drink, beautiful, a, a celebration. Uh-uh. Who's that? I don't know. But whoever it is, remember our story. Sure, kiddo, sure. Hello, Alexo. Thought I ought to report. May I come in? Wearing, of course. Come in. Thanks. Oh, my other client's here, too. Well, <laughs> good. Hello, Kay. Hello, Mr. Waring. Your other client? Yeah. I have no objection to a double fee, since you both want me to do the same job. Crack Hagen's murder. Oh. Kay, why didn't you tell me you were the one who beat Hagen's head in? What? Who told you that? Vic? Nope. He must have. He's the only one who... Who what? Who knew? And don't reach for that gun again. No, right, you know. no, I'll take that. Give it That's better. As a matter of fact, Kay, nobody told me. But you told me yourself Hagen found you. And he wouldn't have let you get away from him again unless he couldn't help himself. You admitted you didn't pay him. Well, I... I didn't mean to kill him. It was an accident. I just wanted to knock him out so I could get away. She killed him, but I thought... No, that... no, Alexo, she didn't. What? But she thought she did. That's why she's been so hysterical. What? I've checked with the police. Hagen's head was covered with blood, but there was no blood in the alley where he was found. That means he was killed somewhere else and brought there. But how does that mean that Kay she didn't... She wouldn't have planted the body right behind her own apartment building. It would point to directly toward her. Oh, I see. But Vic knew I'd knocked Hagen out in the alley, so he brought the body there to frame me. It was Vic. Not necessarily. Hagen recovered and left. He could have told anyone else what happened. That's right. But who else would have wanted to kill Hagen? How about you, Alexa? <laughs> Me? Hagen double-crossed you. You wanted revenge. You killed him. I didn't. I didn't know about the double-cross. Then you tried to frame Kay. No. It's no use, Alexo. All I need is a few more answers from Kay, and I'll have all the facts I need. And now that she realizes how you tried to frame her, I think she'll give them to me. What is this wearing? I hired you to clear me. You hired me to solve the case, Alexo. And that's exactly what I'm doing. Picked up a plan to frame me, huh, Wearing? Oh, that's right, Joan. Oh, I'm sure glad you saw through it. How, how, how did you know Alexo was the murderer? Well, I didn't. I was just uh, feeling my way. First, I eliminated Kay. The body being planted in the alley cleared her. Yeah, yeah, you told me. But then there was one fact I had to get straight. Yeah, what was that? How Alexo and Kay got together. Kay could tell me, but I had to make sure she was telling the truth. And that's why I accused Alexo. What? Yeah. Because if she thought Alexo was the murderer and that he had tried to frame her, then she wouldn't try to protect him. So I accused him. And then I asked how Alexo found her. She said he didn't find her, that she went to see him herself tonight. So why? Well, don't you see... Alexo wanted to find Kay and his $75,000. Hagen knew where Kay was, so Alexo would never have killed Hagen until Hagen had talked 
And he obviously hadn't talked, because Alexo was still looking for her. Which means Alexo didn't kill Hagen either. But if he didn't... If he didn't, and Kay didn't, that just leaves... Yeah, that's right. You, Jones. Uh, but why would I? I, I told you... Kay tried to kill you because she thought you tipped Hagen off about where to find her. You denied tipping him. You hoped to convince Kay of your denial. But you couldn't if Hagen told her the truth. You killed him to shut him up. Well, there it is. Isn't it a shame, Jones? What? That they went to the trouble of trying to frame you when you were guilty the whole time? Death is a one-armed bandit. Death is a one-armed bandit. That's the title of next week's Adventure of the Falcon, when Mike Waring learns that when it comes to slot machines, there's more than one way to make a killing. So be sure to listen next week at this time to another exciting adventure of the Falcon. The Adventures of the Falcon are based on the famous character created by Drexel Drake, produced by Bernard L. Schubert, written tonight by Gene Wang, and directed by Richard Lewis. Music by Emerson Buckley, composed by Richard DuPage. Les Tremaine was starred as the Falcon, with Beverly Roberts as Kay. Russ Dunbar speaking. This program came from New York. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.